everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. We're doing Batman and Robin today, which originally we were going to do like two bad 90s sequels. But I don't... It was so bad that it needed its own episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of does need its own episode. I have to say, I do love Batman. I think Batman as um, a superhero is the best. Uh, or he's my favorite, really, just because he's like a regular guy. He doesn't have like Captain America, like superhuman strength or like any like extra thing that gives him his power. It's literally just money. <laughs> so like mm. money, money and like and- deep trauma. <laughs> like That makes the best hero. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It kind of does. And I mean, as most people know, or I don't know, I guess you maybe know, we did Batman Forever a long time ago. We also did Batman Returns. We haven't done the first Batman, though. Haven't we? No? No, not the one with Jack Nicholson, though. Oh, wow. (laughs) Not yet. We're doing them all out of order. (laughs) I don't know why. We're doing them all like crazy out of order. Just call us the MCU and Kevin Feige, because they do shit out of order all the time. (laughs) I know, but Ant-Man's coming up soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. I heard it's really good. I heard that Jonathan Majors is really good as Kang, so I'm stoked to to see that. I still have to get tickets for us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool. I mean, whenever. I'm going to stay away from spoilers, you know, when it comes out, because I know there's going to (laughs) be some... If we don't have a Loki post-credit scene, like, I'm going to riot in the theater. I'm going to be so mad, yeah. It has to be. That's the next thing coming out. Isn't that the next thing that's like big in the MCU that's coming out is like season two of Loki? Yeah, in this next summer. So like there's yeah. another there's like two movies I think coming out prior, but Are there? I forget. Oh, Galaxy, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Isn't that coming out soon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this summer, maybe? That's the first one. Wait. Oh, shit. That's right. We're in February. (laughs) I knew that. Yeah, it's going to be March. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy and then Loki. Oh, okay. So we do have Guardians first. And maybe there's a Guardians teaser at the end of Ant-Man. They have their own story because, remember, this is basically taking place right after the second one. So they're, like, doing the whole uh, Adam Warlock thing that was at the end with the gold people. No, are they? Because the last time we saw uh, Star Lord was wasn't he in Thor? That last <laughs> Thor. Yeah, but then they had that like holiday. I didn't stuff. watch the last Thor. Oh, oh, the you yeah, it was bad. It yeah, was I heard so, it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, but they have their own story going on too. Yeah, and... they're like on another planet anyway. They have that Sylvester Stallone group. Who's that? Like those rebels. Yeah, so they're the they're the reavers or whatever, and they're supposed to be replacing the guardians going forward. This is like oh, after the end of the phase. Yeah, this is supposedly the last um, guardians that we'll see this cast in. It's gotta be because James Gunn is now heading up DC. Yeah, so they've got to be like, okay, bye, James. Like you're off to. You know, you're off to head the the DCU, so you kind of sort of can't be in both. Good luck and God bless. <laughs> I know, Godspeed. That's that flash is still coming out. I was like, they just released a tra- uh, a poster, and I was like, damn, y'all are 
the trailer was, leaning in i guess <laughs> the trailer looks really good yeah but this i mean how are they gonna do fucking press with ezra like how I have no like idea. I mean, when it comes out, like they're the main star of the show. So what? The, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna sidestep this because there's As, no way that they're gonna be able to do a, that big of a movie and not have the lead doing tons of press everywhere. And they're gonna ask about what happened. And, As Rush thought about that before he became mm-hmm. an idiot. Well, I know, but I guess, and also because a lot of people were saying, wait a minute, they let go Henry Cavill from Superman and like canceled that Batgirl. Was it like that one that they actually completed, but are not releasing, but you're going to keep this like what? So yeah, good luck and Godspeed over there. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on really, but Mm -mm. I guess we'll have to see, but yeah, so Let's get into Batman and Robin. What is your history with this? So my history with this is um, my dad actually took me to see this in the theater. Oh, cool. And and then we went to McDonald's to get a Happy Meal because I was, you know, I was Happy Meal driven as a kid, like most kids are. (laughs) We were like 14. (laughs) You're like, like... I'm, I'm you're still a kid at 14, damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, you totally are. No, it's just funny that um, we're thinking about it like, you know, we were kids, but yeah. we were still lame. A bit older. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, just like, just like McDonald's always does, they always have like the toys that goes with the movie. And what I, as an older individual now looking back, I'm mad that I don't even remember what the toys were for the movie but yeah, i remember I'm to think what they were i remember that we had to go to mcdonald's right after so i could require i could acquire such a toy i'm looking it up now batman and robin 1997 mcdonald's um, toys weren't those the ones with the glasses the, the no jerseys? i have the glass i have the batman glass that's from batman forever oh, forever this what is Batman. Oh, it's like it looks like the Adam West Batman and Robin. Oh no, wait. This is a Taco Bell <laughs> toy. Hmm. I'm trying to find a McDonald's. Speaking one. of Adam West, because I had nothing else to watch last night, I watched the actual Batman movie that came out with Adam West. Oh, the one from like the 70s. Yeah, it's on HBO. It's so fucking terrible. Is it? But I mean, you know, I mean, back in the day, they didn't really have the technology that we have obviously now, right? So yeah, this is true. One scene in the beginning where there's a helicopter that looks like paper mache, right? And oh Robin, is, Robin is, is is driving the helicopter, um, and they're over they're over an ocean. Batman gets down on a ladder, and I can't remember the premise, but he gets down on the ladder, and as he's getting closer to the ocean, a like fake rubber shark comes up oh my god himself onto the leg of batman and you know i mean <laughs> obviously now like with shark attacks and shit like that you'd see blood and everything and it's just like pulling on his tights <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking, gosh that's funny fucking hilarious but then like I, I i went to bed because it was getting too late oh damn <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, they have all the stuff on HBO. Oh yeah, but what were what were the toys? Did you look at them? Yeah, I'm trying to find. I find the ones for like Batman Returns, and 
Those are like, there's a little car, like a cat woman. Yeah. yeah, you knew about that. I, I'm Googling and it doesn't show me one for what the toy was. These are all old ones, animated series. These are like regular toys. I know they made toys. For yeah, they have to have made them. They made them for like every other one. This is like 1993 Batman. That's the old one though. I, I can't, this is 95. It's not 95 because this came out in 97. So... Uh, as a quick Google search, I wasn't able to find out, so I'd have to like deeper dive yeah, yeah. in to find out what it is because it's not automatically pulling up. But I remember like I had this on VHS, and eventually I had it on DVD. Um, Did you? Kind of like, yeah, um, kind of like Batman Forever. I'll watch this every once in a while. I mean, it's been over two years since I saw this movie last, but um, oh wow, I never watched this one. But yeah, I mean, just like Batman Forever, it's so campy and so bad, but has such memorable quotes that stay with us and like you and I always like blurt out um you know as, as I, I told, told Lady Freeze <laughs> yeah like for years we've been saying that <laughs> and it's just so random because like we'll randomly say that and it yeah go- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it has nothing to do with whatever's going on no it's so funny but I mean we'll adhere them to everything that we talk about it's yeah. kind of like, you know how like you have, I mean, granted, this is a little bit different because you love Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. But you can find on an everyday basis something that reminds you of an episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that, that's like uncanny to me. I love that. Have you seen all of Seinfeld? No. You've seen episodes? I've seen episodes, yeah, but I've never yeah, seen Yeah, but not them. all of it, yeah. I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld's one of those shows that I haven't seen in years because I I don't have to. Like, I know them all so well <laughs> that they could just play in my head at any mm-hmm. time if I wanted to think about it. I don't think I'd have a problem, like, recalling one. But I don't yeah. watch it. Like, I have it on DVD. It's on Netflix or whatever. I never watch it. Like, I could, but I just don't because I just know it so well. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't need to watch it. But yeah, it is, that is one of my favorite shows. It's like how people feel about Friends. I'm a Seinfeld person. I do not like Friends and could give a shit less. But a lot of people really love Friends. I know, no, a lot of my friends love Friends. Yeah. I love it. I love Friends. It's <laughs> funny. What is your history with those? Um, okay, so I saw it in the theater, but for a very different reason. I was in my George Clooney era at oh, this yeah. time. So I only watched it because George Clooney was in it. And I did love Batman, but I love Batman Forever. Like, Batman Forever's my shit. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Val Kilmer, and he still is my favorite Bruce Wayne, just because he has, like, a very, like, Patrick Bateman um, about his Bruce Wayne, which I like, that he's, like, you don't know if he's a sociopath, but then you also don't know if he's a hero. Uh, Christian Bale had the same energy for obvious reasons, because he was Patrick Bateman, but but it's, like... I like that version. I do not like the Michael Keaton version because I don't like like a funny, like kind of, it was a little too campy. Mm. And I feel like it didn't go with that Batman. That Batman was way darker. And that yeah. campy type of Batman should have gone with like the Schumacher versions. I get but, that. Yeah, right? Like I feel like Val Kilmer's type of Bruce Wayne and Batman would have fit in really well in the Burton universe. Yeah. Um, but I also think that but I also like the campiness of like the Joker in Burton's universe too. Oh, um, I love Jack Nicholson's. Joker. Yeah, like how he was like the sociopath, but like the funny, crazy one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So 
But I, I, ugh, yeah, I saw this for George Clooney, and I also had a crush on Chris O'Donnell. So oh, yeah. I was like, ugh, I was like, oh my god, he was so hot in the Batman Forever one. And I was like, yeah. oh, he's in this one, cool. And yeah, basically because George Clooney was George Clooney, and he was still like, you know, big shot shit. I just liked watching him as Bruce Wayne, but it was fucking awful like even when i saw in the theater i was like this is bad like this is really really bad like i remember thinking that mr freeze was like a joke and i remember loving poison ivy and just being like why couldn't this whole movie just be poison ivy (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i want more of her I think honestly, my dad fell asleep during this movie and I stayed awake. <laughs> like the action sequences were a little too long. Like the end with the telescope scenario, <laughs> like it was so long. It was so complicated on like how they were doing the satellites. I was like, we don't need to like see the math. <laughs> like yeah. we don't need to see all like, oh, we need to thaw this first and then do that. But it felt very campy, like the Adam West one. Like it had that vibe, you know? Yeah. No, the heaters are frozen. <laughs> yeah, like it, the first like ten minutes of this one was like so painful because it was like bad pun after bad pun, and like <laughs> as the weird intro, and I was like, oh, this intro is like really painful. But the one in Batman Forever was like actually cool. Like yeah. that one actually had a really. It didn't start super campy. It started like kind of dark, and then that's when you yeah. see him like getting ready, you know. And that's when, and then Alfred just goes like, "May I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir?" And then he's like, <laughs> "Okay, drive through." And I was like, oh, "Okay, like that was lame, but we'll we'll, I mean, we'll keep it moving." <laughs> even even with this intro, after they show like the butt shots and the chest oh, shots, yeah, it was too long. <laughs> Michael goes Alfred is like, please be- bring this car back in one piece, sir. <laughs> yeah, like it, they weren't. It wasn't a good opening script. I no. think it was bad. <laughs> and then, I mean, as soon as, and then as soon as Alicia Silverstone joins the team, it's like, oh, boob oh, shot, butt shot. <laughs> yeah, what a ragtag group of misfits too. Like <laughs> these three, it's like. What what was casting? What were you doing? Were you asleep? She knows our secrets. I guess we're gonna have to kill her. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> she just joins the team. Like, oh, there's just a Batgirl now because she's Alfred's niece. Like, what? Right. <laughs> like, which I mean, which we'll talk about continuity later because <laughs> ever since I saw this movie, I was pissed because in the comics and in the cartoons and every reiteration of this of Batgirl except for here Batgirl is Commissioner Gordon's daughter yeah that's what I thought and the only and we'll get to it in a second but like the only reason that this film crew had to differentiate or like change her 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 story was that based on the look of this Commissioner Gordon what it was unbelievable that Elisa Silverstone was going to be his daughter and I'm like really Really? That's fucking- why? That's why, yeah. Because she was fucking tall and he was short. I mean, come on. Oh, come on. That's so fucking lame. They could have easily made made her his daughter. Yeah. I don't get it. Easily. Oh, so fucking stupid. But That's- I know that you have so much behind the scenes I, stuff, I, too. I, I really do. So buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> I'm really excited. And I have to say that... 
really completely out of nowhere and a complete coincidence this has been on the books to do this for like a week and a half and then me and charles later today are recording for patreon next week and we're comparing two er episodes because i was like "Ooh, i like this is where i love george Clooney was on er so then i find out that one of my favorite podcasts beyond the blinds which shout out i did a interview with troy a few weeks ago from beyond the blinds which is really fun they their new patreon episode is a two-parter on george clooney and i was like shut the fuck up like that's so coincidental but yeah i haven't listened to it yet because i didn't want to like get informed on like his like you know gossip life before i was doing this so um but yeah it's so funny it's like a george clooney block and then i'm gonna do yeah record er later today so it's like really funny um but i just have a few okay so we'll get into behind the scenes now I just have a few, like, the technical stuff, and then you can do the other notes. So okay. the budget for this was $125 million, which is a fuck ton of money, especially Yo. in 97. They had, um, they had to all those neon lights, girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the production design is pretty incredible, I have to say. Like, the sets have to be so expensive. They're so good. So good. Uh, but they made $238 million, so I think... This isn't quite the Razzie that everybody thinks it is. I think it made money because the story was really big and people liked the Batman story and they knew George Clooney and they knew, you know, the people that were in this and like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman, like they knew them. So people went for that, but it wasn't like, it would have been like five or 600 million if it was like incredible and people went multiple times. But people probably saw it once and they were like, uh, and it had really shitty reviews Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 12% and audiences gave it a 16. Um, Yeah, I have to say it's like a 20, 25 for me, 25%. I mean, you know, there's, there's two sides to this where it's like, where you and I, when we've talked about Batman forever, like it was campy as hell, Mm -hmm. but we found the silver linings in it, you know, where it was like the Riddler was Jim was like an amazing riddler i mean could he be taken seriously ever no you know but i mean (laughs) his costume was like on point and it's iconic and this is iconic in some kind of way but it's like a horrible movie you know yeah it doesn't hold up the same to the same campiness effect that batman forever does no like batman forever has like a campiness that i can like rewatch. Because the story is actually kind of cool. And it's actually cool how you see the beginning of Robin, which is yeah. another thing that you don't really get here. I don't get the same payout that I do with Batgirl. I'm not as invested in Batgirl as I was in Robin when you first saw him and you were like, oh, he's going to be Robin. Like, this is cool. Like, you're going to see how he becomes this way. But Batgirl, no. It, it felt yeah. very forced. Like, all of a sudden, Alfred has a niece. Right. And she's like, here. Yeah, it just seemed kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, um, IMDb 3.7 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. And Letterbox 1.9 out of 5. So this is like kind of known as like a horrible movie. George Clooney's apologized for it on like the Graham Norton show. Like, and even Joel Schumacher, I think, has kind of said like, yeah, <laughs> like I know it was kind of bad, you know. So, so yeah, you've got all the info. I want to like kick back and hear this. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, no, no, no. I, what happened? I only, picked, I only picked like 20 and there was like 100. Um, yeah, there's a these ton. Are, these are like the better ones in my head anyway. So um, the first one was most of the scenes with Batgirl were cut because Elisa Silverstone had gained a few pounds during production. And the wardrobe team had to refit her costume 
<clears throat> excuse me, when the press discovered the news, they slammed her weight gain and mocked the actress for being quote unquote too fat to fit into a costume. What the fuck? Um, Schumacher, the director, publicly defended um, Silverstone during interviews and press meetings, joking. He was like, "What's the big? Di- what's her? What's her big sin? She ate pizza. Okay, so what?" Um, but apparently, when the taunting continued, uh, Schumacher lashed out at the reporters that taunted her, saying, uh, "It was horrible. I thought it was very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds, like all of us do at certain times." Oh, and that's then he- nice even like confronted female journalists and said, with so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying her? Oh, well, that's good then that he stood up for her. Yeah. Yeah. What assholes? I mean, the press is still assholes, but they were just really, it was way more in your face because we only had a few papers, you know? So she must have been what? 20 at the time because she was. Yeah. Yeah. No, Um, she was probably like 18, maybe. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, 18, 19, something like that. Um, my second one is uh, George Clooney hates the film. Obviously, we've been talking about that. Um, <laughs> he's been rumored at various times that if you meet Clooney and tell him you saw the film, he will actually give you money back for what? the ticket. Yeah. And um, he has outright stated that he apologizes for the movie whenever he gets a chance in any interview he has. <laughs> and whoever the interviewer is, like we were talking about Graham Norton, he will be like, yeah, no, Mm-mm. that was awful. Um, yeah. However, however, he has also said that he doesn't regret doing it at all. Um, and in fact, credits the film for making him a leading man in Hollywood, as he had oh, previously wow. been, you know, ER. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. But he still keeps a poster of the film in his home office as a warning to himself. <laughs> so, like, don't get behind this wow. Is- <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in the movie, Mr. Freeze says twenty-seven ice puns. Twenty? Yeah, it, that's his whole script. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, another that's one funny. is another one that I have is before filming began, Arnold had heart surgery, so studios were aware that he had he had developed like a heart condition and was reluctant to insure him for an action movie. So he had an open heart surgery shortly after being cast and then fully recovered before filming. Hmm. That's cool. I mean, that's cool that he like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know that he had like any kind of condition. This is, this is random, but like two extras were arrested and fired after attempting to sell secretly shot footage of the film. Oh shit. Yeah. That's like a big deal. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that still happens, you know, I mean, yeah. Today. Oh, yeah, that totally still happens. Well, like whoever I was just thinking the other day about because uh, I was it must have been I think I was re-listening to our episode on Terminator 2. I think I was mm. talking about like Tom Cruise and like stunts or whatever I was talking about. And I was like, I was thinking like, oh, no, I know what it was. It was when I was uh, reviewing Bullet. And like Steve McQueen was like really involved in like doing the driving and stuff for scenes. And I was like, yeah, Tom Cruise is like that now where he's like involved in everything. And then now I'm thinking too, that someone remember somebody taped Tom Cruise on like the set of him, like yelling about COVID or something. It was oh, like, yeah. you remember it was like during COVID, like, I think like someone broke some protocols. So they had to, like shut the thing down. It was one of the mission Impossibles they were doing during COVID. And he like got really irate. And then, uh, Christian Bale had that one too, 
where he was like yelling at like a cinematographer like i don't know like 10 years ago and somebody yeah. like like they like taped it on the set like secretly you know and then sold it to the press of like this is what they're you know this is what they're like <laughs> on mm-hmm. set. that's crazy um and sorry another one is uh this is the second Batman movie in which the actor playing the main villain, in this case, Mr. Fr- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, is billed over the actor playing Batman himself. Um, oh, in wow. First, yeah, in the first Batman, Jack Nicholson, who played the Joker, was top billed over Michael Keaton, who played oh. Batman. So, you know, oh. to break, yes, yes, we have all these stars. However, we've got Jack Nicholson because he was a hot commodity back then. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, he was a hot commodity back then. So, like, even though like uh george clooney was hot and and er all the time like that's that was his claim to fame back then you know Mm -hmm. but arnold had already done terminator (laughs) like already done terminator uh conan the barbarian i mean he was everywhere yeah true lies (laughs) true lies (laughs) like everything yeah kindergarten cop like all that shit in the 90s like we should do that yeah yeah that's on my list i love that movie i saw that in the theater too it's really funny um chris o'donnell confirmed in 2000 in a 2012 interview excuse me that a robin slash nightwing spinoff was planned so nightwing um i know i was gonna get to that later is actually the first robin's like solo career after uh splitting from batman he becomes nightwing oh so he's not robin so he's not robin anymore however after this robin leaves batman um adopts basically another kid who becomes the new robin it's a little sketchy just adopt some other guy (laughs) he's like yeah in the comics in the comics In the comics, there's been four different Robins. And apparently now, I think there's, like, a girl who's, like, I forget her name. I forget her her thing. But, um, anyway, but, yeah, um, Chris said that there was going to be a spinoff and just, like, a Robin Nightwing solo and then another Batman movie called Batman Unchained. However, he were right. Yeah, right. You've never seen Django? Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, be- <laughs> you should watch it. Because of the poor reception of this movie, nothing happened. Oh, damn. Well, wasn't oh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing, like, Nightwing in, like, the the Nolan Batman? He, uh, he, it was, it was foreshadowed. Yeah, it, like, he, was, he would end up becoming, yeah, Nightwing. Happened, yeah. Um, damn. I guess they just went to a different direction. Um, <clears throat> Uh, where am I? Oh, in another interview, the cast members were asked what item from filming that they would like to take home. Arnold Schwarzenegger said he would be taking Mr. Freeze's armor home. Uma Thurman Whoa, said that that's she- big. I mean, that's like a car. Um, yeah. Uma Thurman said that she wanted to take Ivy's floral like throne, which was fucking Oh, shit, that's big too. Is her name Elle or Ellie McPherson? Elle. Elle McPherson, because she was uh she was uh George Clooney's girlfriend in the movie. <laughs> the girlfriend that's like non-existent. No, <laughs> she's just like, um, yeah, she's just I there. Mean, she is dressed very well. I have to yeah, well, her. she's a model. Yeah, of course she has like that hot pink suit on. I love it. Um, yeah, it looks she cool. Said, 
said to this interviewer that she wanted a cap or something with the movie's logo before anything else. Why? And then, I don't know. And then George Clooney said he wanted McPherson. <laughs> Ew. Of course he said that. Of course he said that. He was the one that slept with his nanny, right? No, that was Ben Affleck and Jude Law and some other Hollywood people and Gavin Rossdale. Like, they're like, they all, it's always the nanny. Oh, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger slept with the nanny. But what is it with celebrities and the nanny? I don't know. I think it's some kind of weird. My like guess on it is that this is so like dumb because this is not an excuse in any way. But I feel like for some reason, I I feel like these men are like so, I don't know, bored. They're married to like the most beautiful women in the world. So it's not like a looks thing. I think it's like, I I don't know. I, I think it's maybe the fact that like this woman is taking care of like this child that's his. That he has some kind of like weird, it seems very like animalistic. It seems like something yeah. you would see on like a National Geographic special. Like if there's another lioness that's taking care of this like main lion's like cubs, like he's going to develop an attraction because you're taking care of his offspring. And he feels I- like you're protecting my children. Like I'm, I don't know, like you care about me somehow. I have no idea like why they do it, but. I thought Clooney did have something to do with a nanny, no? Well, well he just recently had children. Oh. Those twins he has are young, so it wasn't like... If it was, it would have been recently, and I don't think they maybe have a, nannies. Not a nanny, maybe a housekeeper. I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, maybe. Oh, it could be, maybe. <laughs> but my next one, uh, Val, Val Cameron, like we were talking about, refused to return for the film, even though he was also like booked for, for The Saint. But uh, David Duchovny was also considered for the role of Bruce Wayne slash Batman uh, for this what? film because Val Kilmer didn't do it and, you know, wouldn't go. So he was also considered for the role of Batman in Batman Begins in 2005. Wow, really? David Duchovny? That would be interesting. That would be so interesting. I don't see it, but then in a real random way, I kind of could. Yeah. Like a oh, long yeah. time ago. Um, uh, this was voted as the number one in Empire's. Oh no! Voted as the number one in Empire Empire Magazine's fifty worst uh movie movies ever list in two thousand ten. Number one. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't number. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I've definitely seen worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, like, what... The, these lists are based on, what, critics' reviews? I yeah, guess? probably. Most likely. Um, the wrestler Jeet Swenson, who played Bane, uh, <laughs> died two months after the film's release. Two months? Yeah, from uh, cancer, I think it was. Oh, no. Um, That sucks. The Batman costume was 50 pounds rubber bodysuit with a 40-pound... With a 40-pound rubber cape. Oh, sorry. A 40-pound rubber cape attached to the headpiece. Um, Batgirl and Robin's costume weighed 50 pounds each. Mr. Freeze's weighed 75 pounds. Damn. I don't know why. I thought that was, like, cool to write down, but (laughs) whatever. Yeah, that's crazy, though. (laughs) How they can carry all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, sorry, uh, my next one is uh, when comparing work on Batman Forever to this film, 
Chris O'Donnell explained, it just felt like everything got a little soft the second time. On Batman Forever, he felt like he was making a movie. The second time, he felt like he was making like a kid's toy commercial. I mean, that's literally what it felt like. He also um, complained of the Robin costume, saying this one was more involved and uncomfortable than the one he wore in Batman Forever with like the glued mask. Boss. Boss is around. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> the glued on mask caused him to like sweat in his face and make it really, really oh. uncomfortable. Oh, damn. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You're still doing behind the scenes. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. Um, no, it's okay. Uma, Thurman, Uma Thurman's performance in the film sometimes received, um, a claim, albeit only seen as like an exercise in camp. Um, at this time, the New York times wrote in a positive review She's like Mae West, mixed uh, true femininity with a winking, womanless uh, um, portrayal of a drag queen. Oh my gosh, so it is Mae West. I knew it. Basically, A similar positive comparison was made by the Houston Chronicle, saying Thurman, to arrive at 40s, femme fatale, sometimes seems to be doing Mae West by the way of Jessica Rabbit. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's so funny. In addition, the San Francisco Chronicle pointed out that Poison Ivy is the film's best creation. It just is. Kind of like you were saying, like, why couldn't it just be about Ivy? Justice for Poison Ivy exactly. is what she's I think. A, she's a radical environmentalist who gets bitten by snakes and buried in vines only to rise up gorgeous and redheaded. Like, uh, but, uh, what's his name? Venus. Botticelli. Is that how you say it? Oh, Botticelli. Thank you. I totally <laughs> must. I totally messed that up. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, two. I have two more, sorry. The computer in Alfred's room is a prototype design of what would become, like, the 20th anniversary Macintosh. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, the final design didn't have a window on the CD-ROM bay on the front. Oh, but, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, Hulk Hogan was Ju- Joel Schumacher's third choice to play Mr. Freeze. Hulk Hogan? Know- Hulk Hogan. I don't know his second one. Uh, that I, that was weird. But yeah. Um, and wow. then besides, and besides Ed Harris and Patrick Stewart and Hulk Hogan and Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, Anthony Hopkins was one of Joel Schumacher's other choices. Oh, there we go. For Mr. Freeze and was also considered for the role of Alfred in Batman Begins. What? I can see uh, Alfred in Batman Begins, but not Mr. Freeze. No, no, not at all. Like, no. Um, Julia Roberts, Sharon Stone, and Demi Moore were all rumored to be part of the running for Poison Ivy before Uma What? Right? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Sharon Stone was cast. Like, it would have to be at least, like, the second time she would co-star... And appear with Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen because she was in Total Recall. Oh, that's right. Also, wouldn't that be so weird? It would be like this weird. I feel like she would play it very like Michelle Pfeiffer did Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, I mean we... and remember? Oh, wait, I don't think you saw it. Did you? Um, Halle Berry's awful Catwoman movie? No, uh, uh-uh. I've seen like the trailer and stuff, but no, I've never actually seen it. Sharon Stone was like the villain in that movie. Really? Yeah. Sharon Stone's so great, though. 
Oh, she's amazing. She, she can but do like was, anything. That movie was such a bad choice. Bad career. Bad career choice. Um, oh, and then yeah. sorry, my, my last note was uh, Elisa Silverstone's uh, Batwoman co- or Batgirl costume was mm-hmm. later repainted, repainted and used for that TV series Birds of Prey that came out like back in 2002. They used the same costume from like 20 years later? Oh, oh, like five years after that? Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm done with that. Sorry, that was a long like list. No, that's okay. Um, it's so funny that like, have there been any like drag queens that have ever done like a Poison Ivy takeoff? Because it's so camp and so cool. Sure there has been. Like, I know people must cosplay as Poison Ivy. Like, why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never personally seen a drag queen do Poison Ivy, but I think I've seen it on YouTube before. Yeah, and there's no song. She didn't, like, sing a song either. Mm-hmm. So you would just have, like, her quotes or something and have to, but, like, make it into, like, a show. I mean, but on the soundtrack, there is a cover of the song uh, Poison Ivy by... Mm-hmm. I can't remember the artist's name. Michelle, Michelle. Uh, Cello. Thank you. So, um, I mean, like. That soundtrack, I have to say, is so, so fucking, fucking good. So, so good. fucking good. Like, I mean, so with, these, with these two camp movies, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, they really did an amazing job with the soundtracks. Like, they got, they like, really good bands, like the Goo Goo Dolls, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, like Jewel, Soul Coughing, like, yeah, Underworld. Like, they had the Smashing Pumpkins, has like the two songs on it. R. Kelly, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, R. Kelly, well, at the time we didn't know. I mean, at the right. time, you know. Yeah, it, he was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big deal. REM, like, what What a group that are yeah. all together. Maloko, uh-huh. yeah. Which I never heard of Maloko until the soundtrack came out. Me either. I think this is when I first heard that, like, fun for me. Okay, then I heard I it have... later in a Clueless episode of the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in one of those episodes. I remember being like, oh, this was in Batman. It was around the same time, too. I wish they would revisit that TV series. I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Because I feel like what made those... Unless Mo- Mona May has got to come back and do the fashion. Like she, yeah. I will. I, no one can do the clueless brand without Mona May. I'm sorry. Like mm-hmm. it's just like what they're doing with uh, Sex in the City. Patricia Fields not doing the costumes. It's awful. No, that's why. I mean, that's partially. I think why that's it. one reason. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> one reason why it's bad. Because me and Jai talk about it all the time. The I think yeah. Patricia Field is doing like another show, Emily in Paris, or she or she was doing Emily in Paris. It was like some other show, and everyone's like, "Why would she not be doing like the Sex in the City show?" That's like you know, but maybe I guess she, she didn't. You know, she couldn't. Maybe she had a falling out with Sarah Jessica Parker too. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's like I think it was a scheduling thing because I think. I think that it seems like that Sex and the City thing kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it, it, it wasn't really, like there was something a long time because we knew they were fighting. So we were like, they're not going to come back. Like, we always were like, well, they're not going to do it without Kim Cattrall. And then and they're they, like, oh, wait, we are. <laughs> but yeah, but here's the thing. Now they're like. So we got greenlit for a second season, right? Yeah, they're and filming so, it now. They're filming it. But at the end of this season they 
made it seem like Kim Cattrall might show up. I don't think she is, though. I don't you think, think that so. they would keep it secret? I don't know, because Kim is very, in every interview I've seen, Kim is very adamant about never getting together yeah. with her ever again. Yeah, same. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. By this the way, sorry, this is like side note, but we forgot to talk about the rest of the people in this movie. Oh, the uh, cast? Vivica yeah. Fox, who looks Vivica. amazing. I was like, what the fuck? How did I forget that she looks awesome in for, this outfit? For just like 0.5 seconds of screen time. Mm-hmm. Looks like, I mean, they, they look like they cut up the, those like 90s uh, clear raincoats or whatever, put some like Hallmark... Um, decor on it and called it a day <laughs> what did i write i wrote something down here her hair looks amazing <laughs> she looks amazing where Talk is it shoulder <laughs> i know she just sounds so funny too um <laughs> where the fuck is it i know i wrote it down oh i said vivica's outfit like a frozen raver she mm-hmm. looked like this, like frozen, like like yeah. raver girl. It was so cool. And then fucking Coolio, come on. Yeah, that's right. Coolio was like the Jaw Rule in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like he was like that guy when like rappers would randomly be in like these big movies. Like they just have this like one little cameo. And now there's yeah. that new Fast and Furious trailer. I was like, I can't believe they're still going. This is supposed to be it though. This is like Fast and the Furious X ten. Yeah, 10. Yeah, this is supposed to be it. I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> you guys are like Cher's last tour. Just keeps going. This is my last ever, ever. And then it like four years later, she's like, I mean, this is my last. Like Barbara. Like, then, this is my last, last show. And then the doctor in this, um, who's played by John Glover, he was yeah. Lex, Lex Luthor's father in uh, the show Smallville. Oh, wow. Okay. I never watched that show. He's so fucking like, I think he's a made up character because I don't, I don't remember him in like any cartoon or any episode of Batman that I've ever seen. (laughs) You're like a doctor, Dr. Jason Woodrue, like, yeah. And interestingly enough the the actor john glover he voiced uh edward nigma aka the riddler in batman the animated series oh cool i love edward yeah. nigma oh my god he's amazing oh cool um but yeah it, it was it was so funny because it took me up until when we were when we were watching we were watching the movie i was like i know him from somewhere and it was That's like so oh, funny small yeah but yeah, I just um, I, I just wanted to like give like snaps to <laughs> the C actors. <laughs> yeah, I also think that this is kind of a classic example of of really good uh casting, but just bad material. I feel like this script was just bad. If there was a different story, because the first one, the Batman Forever, that worked. There was something about that that worked. And they all had, like, all these actors can act. It's not like they can't act, but, like, I feel like the script was bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like the way they introduced Batgirl was bad. I would have just done that differently. The way that they had like way too many puns where it was like, it's funny if it's like once in a while, just like the other one, like the other one, like had puns, but it wasn't like every single line. And I think because it was every single line in the Riddler, but because it was Jim Carrey, we were okay with it because we knew that he, that's how his personality is in comedy. Like it's really over the top, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's not like that. He's like the strong and silent type. He's like Terminator. So when he like talks a lot, it's very like, and then when it's supposed to be funny, but it's like forced funny, it just is kind of like, no, he could be. I mean, I think Mr. Freeze is actually like a really dope villain. They could have made him like more like dark and not so like comical. So yeah, do you have anything else for behind the scenes? No, that's it. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on to fashion. Uh, Ingrid Farron and Robert Turturis, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? I mean, I love like all of the freeze outfits. I think they're really cool. So for my number one, uh, my number one thing that I said was. Poison Ivy's costume, hands down, has to be my yeah. number one favorite fashion item in this whole entire movie. Oh, totally. Um, the hair, the nails, the prosthetics over the eyes, the little details with like the gold rings that she has. Uh huh. Um, in the jungle, the jungle scene, the jungle party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the ivy strung up in her hair. Everything about it is like everything. Her shoes, not so much. I like the thigh high or like the yeah thigh high boots at the end like that outfit yeah. at the end. They just didn't show them, I guess, enough, you know, to really complete it. Yeah, for me. they look black, and then you looked up, and then you went up, and then they got like green. Um, and the, uh, my second one was I actually prefer like the dull silver and black costumes the main three have during the last like showdown with Mister Freeze. Oh like, yeah, you know they're um. Alicia's costume, Chris's costume, um, George's, like, they're they're all, you know, silver and black. Mm-hmm. So I, I love them. It's like they're they're <laughs> they're fighting their 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 special edition fighting costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, cool. Yeah. They're um, super cool. I like Uma's like homely garden sciencey lab outfit with the Yeah, say I wrote the mousy scientist outfit. And the oversized like glasses. Yeah, she I, the way she puts her wig on in the car. <laughs> oh my god! Like, Can we talk about that real quick? Because so iconic. <laughs> I had a problem with that little scene because she's in the car. Bane is driving. He has that really cool like gangster hat on, right? Amazing she's, car. <laughs> it's like right? what the fuck? Take the wig out of the hat box, right? But and she puts it on. She looks like really stoic and everything. But then the next thing you know. You see her in the observatory and she's like, you know, mousing her way through the crowd and then her wig is gone. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's her regular hair. Oh, it's not the wig. That looks like a like weird, like bang, straight bang, cut bangs in the front. Like, like, were they supposed to do something with this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that's true. Because I was it like, just, she didn't it, have the red hair. She did have a wig on. But because oh, yeah. it was like her, well, she didn't have the pink hair or like the, the red hair. No, I mean, and, and, that, and that's weird in itself. Sorry, I know we're veering away from the fashion, but that's weird. No, that's itself. fashion. 
that's weird in itself because when she like is reborn, if you will, and she rises up out of the ground, all of a sudden she has this bright she has this bright party city wig on. I'm like, <laughs> did did the ground like did Mother Nature like give it to her as a door prize? <laughs> But then she has it all like done up. She has it like crimped, like laid at the end. It's all like super long. Like it's definitely like a lot of hair. Like it's a ton of hair now. Yeah. I think she keeps growing though. That's totally a fire truck. Oh, here, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're still talking about fashion. Oh uh, yeah. Um, sorry. I I feel like I like bogarted the fashion segment. No, 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 no. Um. It's kind of a fashion note, but like an unfashionable note, if you will. Um, Ooh, what? The doctor's wig <laughs> is, I'm sorry, but it is so god-awful. and way Young too, Frankenstein. And like way too, yeah, he totally looks like a young Frankenstein. Like it's like, alive, it's alive. <laughs> it looks like he put his finger in the socket. Yeah, it does. You know who and, he looks like? He looks like that guy, remember Beekman's World? Oh my god. <laughs> That's like a real 90s deep cut. If anyone out there knows Beekman's World, if I mention that, if you don't, then Google it. It's fucking, it was a wild science show for kids in like the 90s. He looked like that. He definitely <laughs> like, did. I mean, it was like a Funko Pop toy, like a little body and like a big head because of mm-hmm. the hair. Yeah. It just didn't, it, proportion, proportion people. Like, they yeah. Need to, to the shit you it know it was pretty wild i mean you know um we talked about the reborn oh going back to the poison ivy reborn scene if you will um when she started like smashing all of the like chemical chemical bottles and everything mm-hmm. in the room it reminded me of that 90s commercial with natalie portman um with oh, the it's uh, Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> drugs Oh, Rachel, yeah. It's Rachel Lee Cook, yeah. The one she has the pan in the kitchen. I always get those two confused. I don't know why. They look the same to me. Um, um Yeah, they do look kind of similar, yeah. But no. It, Natalie Portman it, still acts a lot. Rachel Lee Cook doesn't act as much. That's true. But it's like, this is your brain on drugs. This is what happens to your friends, your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, an ivy girl <laughs> i know that's kind of what it was like too and then she like slams the pan down and she's like any questions <laughs> it's like so weird and she has like this like tank top on she looks like she's like been up doing heroin all night like even yeah. just she just looks super like rough but they make <laughs> it seem like she's your brain on drugs i guess i don't know yeah. it was a really weird commercial i mean that i think was they the- made fun of it on mad tv didn't they make fun of it on mad tv yeah they did they probably I did probably I forget what the the thing was that they were like doing, but yeah, their Abercrombie. Do you remember the Mad TV Abercrombie skits? Like I fucking oh, lived for those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like someone randomly taking photos, then like, hey, we're just three regular dudes playing touch football naked, and then they would like, they would like all pose all the time when they're like in the store, <laughs> like right. like. People don't know about Mad TV. Mad TV was so good. It was this comedy sketch show in the 90s. Uh, and it was so outrageous. Mm-hmm. It was better than... Oh, actually, not that it was better than SNL because our SNL in the 90s was pretty top top shelf. 
I mean, we had like Molly Shannon and like Sherry O'Terry. Like it actually was really great at that time. It was just another comedy show. We just had like another option too. But now there's just SNL. Like that's the only thing that's around. But and it, it's um, it's lost its. I mean, some of it's kind of cool, but it's lost its like gusto. Pedro <laughs> was good. I feel like Pedro. if they can get a good host, then sometimes they can. And some of their cast is pretty good now. It's just that I feel like the writing is iffy. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll be like that Black Lotus skit. I still am watching that. Like that was so funny. That -hmm. was like the funniest thing I've seen on SNL in the last like five years. Like it it was that funny. (laughs) Um, And like the girl who does the Jennifer Coolidge impression is good. Like there, there are some, there's some good people on it. Kate McKinnon's gone now though. Yeah. She's, which sucks. Cause yeah. yeah, I love her. But yeah, yeah, Mad TV definitely used to do like a takeoff of that commercial, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah, go on with your fashion. This yeah, is a yeah. fashion movie, I think. <laughs> oh, it totally it totally is. I mean, there's so much. I mean, I love Mr. Freeze's bathrobe and ascot with the little jewel in it. Um and the slippers. And the, the polar slippers, bear Vivica. slippers. <laughs> so yeah. cute. Um the Vivica A. Fox outfit, like I told you, or like we were talking about, like amazing. It was like this queen ballerina skater competition type outfit mixed with a little bit of Victoria's Secret to add like and like some a sexy- raver, <laughs> a little bit of raver. Um, I like Alicia's like schoolgirl outfit. It looks like she borrowed it from the set of Cruel Intentions. Um, yeah, it does look a little Cruel Intentions and like, like maybe reject. Her, like, Maybe her and like Reese Witherspoon got into a fight and she won. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my question on my on the story list was: so she just travels straight from school in her uniform, <laughs> like all the way from London. She she doesn't put on like just regular street clothes. She just she just you know tied some sheets together, dipped out <laughs> of the window. Yeah, but like, I was like, she was racing though. Like that's how she made her money to no, how no, she was no, gonna like pay him back. But I'm saying that's how she did it in the school, too. She just, like, yeah. dipped out the window and went on the plane. <laughs> yeah, but, like, couldn't you change in the bathroom? <laughs> like, then it's so obvious that you're, like, wearing a school uniform on a plane. I'd be like, why are you wearing that? Did you run away from school? <laughs> like, because usually you would change if you're going to go, like, do something. It's just kind of funny. Let's <laughs> see that outfit on. I like uh, Chris O'Donnell's vest over his, like, gray T-shirt. Um, he's so hot when he answered the door like i tried pulling this off like years ago it didn't quite work out that well but i tried my best as a little baby you know Uh, i love uh i like alicia's motorcycle racing outfit like i like the top um yeah i yeah i love the sweater it's like a delia sweater sweater (laughs) delia's is coming back Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I like her motorcycle jacket too. Yeah, her like escape outfit with like leather pants outfit, and like yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I like Bane's like stitched together mask. Like that is like continuity to me because in Nolan's version, where he did the third Batman, that was just like a cage over a mouth. Yeah, but it wasn't the same. It, you know. I mean, there's so many things wrong with that movie, but I digress. Like, um, we had like to El- see Tom Hardy's beautiful face, though. We couldn't keep like all of his face closed up. 
<laughs> like they do in the Mandalorian. It's a fucking crime. Get this motherfucker around some robots so we can take his helmet off. Like, right. honestly, he's not even there. He probably is in like a voice booth, just doing yeah. all his voiceovers, and someone else is like in the suit. I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, I like Elle McPherson's Pepto-Bismol like metallic outfit in the Gotham Observatory <laughs> scene. It was um, kind of like a Versace pink. It was like the Versace. It looked like a Versace suit. Yeah, um, so Pepto- from that time. <laughs> Not Pepto-Bismol. It was like a fuchsia, I thought. Yeah, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> No, not Pepto-Bismol. Don't do that to Elle McPherson. I'm sorry. No, it was really funny, too, because as Elle's character is looking at Poison Ivy, when, you know, Poison Ivy, like, comes storming through, and she's like, Mother Earth, blah, 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 blah. Elle is looking <laughs> up, up up, and down, like, ooh, I wonder if I could be in this outfit and look look good in it. I know, right? She's sort of like, I should have had that role. Right? Um, <laughs> I could have done that. And speaking of, like, I love Thurman's outfit in that scene. Like, it's just so cool. Like, the green, the brown, mm-hmm. like, they go well, so well together. Like, I love the plant pattern, like, frills. Mm-hmm. The frills, the frills on the arms. And um, I guess it's like a scarf on the jacket, or is it part of the jacket? I like, I wrote that she has that scarf on her head. That's oh, yeah. Really mm-hmm. cool. It's like her second Ivy outfit. Um, is it bad that I put this like as a fashion note? The um, ape cops, ape costumes are fucking beautifully creepy. They're so creepy. That <laughs> whole scene was creepy. This reminded me of the party that was in the Batman Forever one, where like Edward Nigma had that like um, machine where he was showing it to everyone, and it, like all of the all of the people, the band had like those neon instruments and stuff, and everything was like bright and crazy. It was like remind. It was like the same set. It was like this movie was like the same set repurposed and just a whole set of different actors and a different script. Well, was- honestly, like speaking of, um, you know how the the first scene is in the the Gotham Museum, mm-hmm. where it's like all iced over and everything. So the way the camera pans you in in from the ceiling in through in through that like uh, circular window, I was uh-huh. like. It was like, what in the Sanctum Sanctorium from Doctor Strange is going oh, yeah. on? <laughs> it does look like that. It looks exactly like the Sanctum. And I'm like, is this the, the same s- set? <laughs> yeah, it does. You know? I have to guard the inner Sanctum. God, that second Doctor Strange was so disappointing. I mean, it was a Wanda movie, A. But it wasn't even a good Wanda movie. I, I mean, it wasn't. And I'm sure that one reviewer that gave you that one star is listening. So f you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. We're gonna complain how we want to complain. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I, I watch. They're gonna be so offended because they like love Batman and Robin. Well, this is actually an homage to this movie. How it's so bad that it's actually it good. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, it is. Comic, it is a comic book movie. I mean. Yeah, it he, is. He got that right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, he did. He got. I think that he right. didn't want Val Kilmer's complicated, like sociopathic Bruce Wayne. That they were like, okay, he's a little too dark. Like we need someone to make. We don't need to know that much about, um, like Bruce Wayne's private life. And in, it's really interesting in this version. We don't really hear anything about Bruce Wayne's, uh, like 
private life at all. The fact that he has a girlfriend is so weird. And it's just kind of like, he's been dating this girl for a year. And that's strange because he's usually always alone. Yeah. But it's like that they gloss over that. They don't talk about the parents. All you do is see Alfred and him in like a tiny flashback. And that's it. Like you don't hear anything about his life when you're usually like, like pummeled to death with like his trauma and like why he's so fucked up and secretive and nobody knows. And he like lives this like vigilante, like it's, he always like in every Batman movie, which is why I like him. He always contemplates like walking away from it and just kind of being like, fuck it. You know, like I am, I don't have the right to play God. I am kind of like putting myself at risk, blah, blah, blah. In this one, it was like so surface level that we didn't get any like, contemplation about what he's doing if he maybe should stop this because people he loves are involved like and maybe they could die or like be hurt but no in the third one in batman forever like you see robin and what's her name nicole kidman get kidnapped and you see that even through like a cheesy scene like that riddler shit you see it and then he actually says to him like oh what are you gonna do who are you gonna save are you gonna save like your new love interest or like robin and you see him kind of like, oh my God, what are you going to do? Like, these are two people that are really important to you. None of that happened in this. Like, Batgirl didn't get kidnapped. Robin didn't get kidnapped. Like, nothing happened where he had to, like, save someone in his group. He saved Alfred, but not, like, in the way that, like, he got kidnapped or something. It's, that's always what happens in it. Which is what's why I made Batman Forever so good. When they, like, burst into Wayne Manor and they, like, steal Robin. And uh, what's her name? Ki- uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I like that. But this this is why this fell flat. I think is the story wasn't good. You didn't give him any like depth at all. He was just kind of like meh. Yeah, <laughs> meh. He was just like yeah, yeah. He was just there. And Ben Affleck, my God, could he get more depressed and fucking sad? Like, jeez. Like you, and then same with Robert Pattinson. Like they like give you like. Bruce Wayne is like, this is like the depths of it all. You know, like, I'm just like a really dark person. Like, yeah, even Val Kilmer was like that. Mm-hmm. But I can see like the studio being like, we want more families. I think this is cool. And like, you know, we have all this line of toys. Like we're trying to Jurassic Park this shit. We're not trying to make it too like, you know, realistic. We're trying to make like, you know, money <laughs> off of shit. So I can yeah. see them. I can see them doing that. I just have two more fashion notes. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the MC's uh, cheetah print jacket at the jungle party scene. Oh yeah, who is and that then, guy? He's English, isn't he? He's yeah. I, I don't know what his name he's is. Like well he's known, like well known, I think. One off, one off, like TV spots. But then I don't know who this woman is supposed to be playing, like an like a journalist or something. But the woman with the glasses with the annoying voice. She's in the like, the observatory and she's in the <laughs> Yeah, she's the gossip columnist. Gossip columnist. I love her yeah. glasses and everything she wears. I don't she's like She's in the she she reminds yeah. me of uh the gossip girl in uh Harry Potter. Gossip girl in Harry Potter. She was in the one with I think it was Goblet of Fire. Where she was okay. interviewing all the candidates and she had like a quill that Ooh. wrote and she looked yeah. just like this woman, but she was just younger. But she had like the swoop of uh, blonde hair and mm-hmm. yeah, she was she reminds me of her too. 
I didn't like her as a character, but I liked this woman's uh, fashion. Oh yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then wasn't uh, she last... in the other one? She wasn't she in the um, uh, Batman wait. Forever? She interviews like Val Kilmer when he's there with uh, Nicole Kidman on that red carpet, and she's like, "Who's this?" And he was like, "Oh, this is my date." Blah blah. blah. And then she's like, "Doctor, what kind of doctor?" Like, I think she's the same woman. Yeah, it's all the same. It's just for, like, the principal cast. Like, the villains and Bruce. It's like, this is, like, the same cast. It's just that they probably were all like, oh, we're going to have a direct second movie. Like, we're going to just start filming it right away. <laughs> she's she's billed as Gossip Gertie. Elizabeth Gossip Gertie, yeah. The Sanders. She was in... Yeah, she was uh, in Batman Forever, and then she was a. Uh, <laughs> she's billed as Gothamite number four in Batman Returns. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Interesting. Doctor, what kind of doctor? And then there, and then uh, oh, that's when uh, uh, that's when, and then I think she's like talking to Edward Enigma, and then she goes, "Oh, there's Bruce Wayne." Brucey, and then she like calls him over, and then he comes over, because then because then he gets mad. Like Jim Carrey gets pissed that like they like cut him off to go talk to Bruce Wayne, yeah. um, <laughs> as Edward. Yeah, when he's all like fancy. Oh, I love Batman Forever. That's like that's like one of my fa- that's my favorite Batman movie. It's just so good. Uh, sorry, I totally took over this. Um, do you have any um? <laughs> um, let's see. Out of side, what you've already said. I mean, I. No, 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 it's cool. I actually really love all of Freeze's outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, I like his, even his, like, prison one. Just the Dude, makeup sure. on him is yeah. insane. That makeup is crazy. It's so good. And just the way that it changes. Like, I like when he gets all hot. And the uh-huh. way that it looks all, like, silver instead of blue. And when you could see his eyes at the end. Like, it's just, like... The costuming was just really cool and just like the makeup and everything was just so great there. Uh, I do really love all of the Poison Ivy outfits, uh, but I especially love those sunny she's got on at the end, those green ones. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of cat eye. Um, uh, they're really yeah. cool. Where she has, the, I like when she turns into like the pink at the end. Like her outfit's more made of pink and her hair is like really, really red and like a fuchsia now. It's not as red, it's like a fuchsia and it's so long. And then I absolutely love her prison outfit when you see her at the end. Um, yeah. That would be a really cool Halloween costume because she has like her hair is all like fucked up and her her prison outfit is all like torn and stuff. Um, soulmate. <laughs> I know. And she's like, <laughs> she's just crazy. She reminds me of Edward Nigma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she was like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Edward, please, who is Batman? I'm Batman. <laughs> God. And she's like, yeah, he's definitely crazy. Um, I also love Batgirl's outfit when she sneaks out to go and race for the first time. She has that cool, like, Delia sweater on. We already talked about it with the leather pants. I think she just looks really cool. But it's like it's like all Poison Ivy. Like, justice for Poison Ivy. Because that, that character was rot we were robbed and also this was like a kill bill prequel because we got vivica and uma thurman (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait to do i still need to watch kill bill uh, volume two it's so good yeah i need to we need to do those we need to do like 
uh, one and two, uh, Kill Bill, like volume one and two. I don't know what we're going to do for Forward Flash this month or or next. I haven't decided. I think I have to do another 90s movie and then we can do uh, The Future. Okay. The Future. The future. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have for fashion. I mean, it's this whole movie. It's just Bruce didn't wear anything cool. He just wore a bunch of like really oversized like winter coats and like black turtlenecks. Yeah. Like he really didn't wear anything. They, they gave him nothing. They were like, just swear this. Um, Robin, I mean, what is he? Also, there's a lot of weird sexual tension between Batman and Robin in this one. I, I mean, feel like more than I, the other one. Definitely there was <laughs> none of that with Val Kilmer's. I didn't feel that at all. But in this one, there was something. There just needs to be in a multiverse somewhere. Like the Zack Snyder cut, I need a gay version. I mean, a gay it's- side between batman and robin it's pretty much always implied but never confirmed you know but i I do actually like robin's even though like we said both we we had the hots for chris o'donnell back then right and Mm -hmm. both his costumes in both movies batman forever and this one is amazing but i really like this one just because of like how nerdy i am because this costume is more related to the nightwing costume that i was telling you about um, oh, that he, that's cool. That he becomes later uh, as a solo, uh, a solo person, but the color scheme is way off because it's um, in the comics. Nightwing has like a more blue and black instead of a red and black theme. Oh, oh, that's where he does. He has blue. Yeah, he's not yeah. red. Um, but I still like this, and, and and even though like Chris O'Donnell, like I said, like I mean that mask was like you know pooling like sweat and everything. I like. How it's just like stuck on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like every character but Batman. Actually, throughout, I think all the Batmans, they all have costume choices, and Batman is just very, like you said, with turtlenecks and as Bruce Wayne, and you know, yeah, the hottest like, Bruce Wayne. Like even Christian Bale just had like suits on the whole time, mm-hmm. but like. Robert Pattinson, holy fuck. He just looks so hot. Like, yeah, it yeah. just throughout that whole movie. I was like, this is the hottest Batman we've ever had. Like, <laughs> he's like emo and hot. And like, yeah. his his Batman outfit is dope too. Because it's like yeah. utilitarian. It's more like, it's definitely, I really like what they've done with the, what the how they've upgraded the suit now. Because mm-hmm. he's way more like in this era, like he's like more utilitarian and has like pockets wait. for stuff. Like it's cool. I, I love that for- scene in the subway. I think it was like in the beginning of the first, mm-hmm. the new one, where he's mm-hmm. like fighting that whole team of people in the subway and he, like steps out and he's just like, "I'm Batman." Blah blah blah. I love I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. I just think he's so cool. Um, I think didn't you mention it in the Terminator one or me? Yeah, you were like, if they keep going with this Batman, they just got to do something with Zoe's Catwoman. They like really her outfit's got to get more than like <clears throat> just a leather jacket and like a beanie. Well, yeah, no, because like I like I told you in in um, Terminator um, in the Terminator podcast, like her out her outfit was spot on in one iteration of Catwoman. They were just missing those like iconic yellow goggles. Mm. And because like they had the little backpack, I, I can't remember. Did she have a cat in this one? I think like she a, did at her apartment. Yes. Um, and 
so that's cool i mean but it was just not fully again it's continuity for me you know Um, yeah as a comic book fan and i'm just like i understand like the artist like spin on things and whatnot but yeah it's just we as comic readers want to see everything we see in the comics on screen no matter how many times we've read it seen it it's just the orgasmic like visual that we need (laughs) sorry no no it's funny but you know what i'm saying you yeah, you want to. You've been seeing it like in your imagination and in the comics when you're young. So when you see it like translate on screen, you're like, "Whoa, cool! This yeah. is real life." And I get like with Marvel, like they want things more realistic, you know. So like, somewhat, um, yeah. So, so like, you know how like Spider Man had um, Michael Keaton's The Vulture, and mm-hmm. it was like metallicy wings that he had for his costume and everything like that. It looked like shit for a comic reader because in the comics like vulture had like actual feathered wings and everything but to be more on the realistic like real side if there was a a person that developed this suit okay i get it it's not going to be feathers you know yeah they wouldn't put feathers on it because it's it's robotic it's yeah but i don't know anyway i'm kind of veering left but i mean (laughs) no it's funny i was just thinking about the new i was just thinking about all like the new stuff that's that's coming out like more marvel stuff i'm like god bucky who knows who knows what they're they're up to yeah but uh, nutty oh yeah let's we're done with fashion though right (laughs) are we are we yeah i mean i mean no we can keep talking about it it's this whole movie like this whole movie is just really yeah it's great it's it's a great fashion film i have to say um so music all right this had a fucking kick and soundtrack which we already kind of mentioned because the only song that i heard in there was the fun for me by maloko was when robin follows batgirl out of the house the the races yeah yeah like that everything else you only hear on the soundtrack it's not like in the movie well, you yeah, no, not all. Not all you, of them. I mean, you do you do hear like an instrumental version of Poison Ivy. Oh um, yeah, she it. has this like yeah, this like music, this like, like intro. sultry. <laughs> yeah, she has like a sultry like theme that always yeah. plays when she's around, and it's all like saxophone and like all like weird and like night jazz. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like. like it is. It's like a night jazzy theme. Like it's like this is poison ivy, and she's just like, and also like the rubber lips bit like took me out because I remember when that was in the theater. I like remember that scene. So when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, I forgot about this. Where he's like, rubber lips are are my rubber lips are immune to your charms. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. So okay. Side note on that scene on that scene why if she's in control of her plants right <laughs> and she gets knocked into her throne why does the plant like basically like fold her over like it's gonna like swallow her like audrey too <laughs> and, yeah um, it was like the guar plant in empire records that like ate mark <laughs> It's like, wouldn't this like plant want to save 
his maker, but whatever. Well, he did, or he or she did save their maker because then she just got put in jail. <laughs> oh, well, that's true, yeah. She didn't even, like, die. They didn't kill her like those Venus flytraps are supposedly, like, no, they don't kill you, but they put her in jail. I love how it was very, like, soap operatic, too, because she lands into her throne, and then there's this pause, a long pause. She turns to the side, and she's like, curses! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like when the house fell on the witch in, like, Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like so weird. It was vi- so. Yeah, this was, is like the campiest thing you've ever seen. Curses. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Like, what was happening when they were editing this? Like, were they just like, "Yes, this is great," or were they like, "God, this sucks"? But I, not, I would not be able to control my laughter. Me like, either. The whole entire time, like as any character, if if I was like hired to do this movie. Like I could not believe that they that they have straight faces like listening to like Uma Thurman do this like weird Mae West like and having to be like obsessed with her just not laughing. It's a jungle in here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so over the top. I was like, this is nuts. Like this is like so wild that they're all just straight faced in here. Like I would not be able to get a single take. <laughs> just be laughing. <laughs> I know. And Cher Horowitz, like what she's like escaped. Like, where what are you doing here? Like, why are you in this universe? <laughs> if I were okay, speaking of again, like a different universe, Zack Snyder Cut, I would need Batgirl to have her friend D come into the scenes with her. I know, like, right? I don't I I don't know who like Dion would be. Like <laughs> I don't know. It could just be Stacy Dash. Just have it be Stacey Dash. <laughs> God. Yeah. How we- like, how weird. It's like, what are you doing here, Cher? It should be like Lindsay Lohan or someone. God. That's who it should be. She'd be a good Batgirl. Uh, I think she'd- maybe? Yeah, I think she'd be cool. I think it'd be cool if she did, like, a physical, like, you know, superhero thing. Because she never does those. That would be cool. I think be like the end of her career again <laughs> oh no i don't think so i think she'd be good i mean no. put her in like a fucking uh put her in like a marvel movie i i really need her to be in one yeah she could do something yeah like she could do something that'd be cool um okay so the soundtrack we already talked about it's really good the songs aren't really in the movie but it's really good but let's talk to favorite scenes and lines okay because yeah ahead. what's your Okay, my first note was just this really horrible opening to uh, with this, like, the start with all the costumes that's, like, way too long with, like, the ass shots. And, like, <laughs> later on we get the boob shots uh, with uh, Batgirl. But I was like, this is weird. And it's just Nipple. awful. <laughs> um, also, like, when he's in the car, when Batman's in the car in the beginning and, like, Commissioner Gordon comes through on the screen, all, already... I was like, this is lame because in, in Batman Forever, he just had, you just saw the sign. So he just goes to the roof. In this one, I wrote down, this is very like Austin Powers. Um, when he like it has a little camera on the screen, he's like, hi, Batman. The new villain is named Mr. Freeze. He's right now at the Gotham Museum trying to tear shit up. 
we need you to go help. And he's like, thanks, Commissioner Gordon. And then, like, just, like, go. It felt very campy, like, the 60s one. Yes. Like, they were trying to add too much in, you know? Like, I was like, that's not what New Age Batman does. Like, he goes to the roof, and then they tell him, like, what's going on. And then he goes and does whatever. Like, this is weird. (laughs) Here's the thing about that little thing, too. I'm just like, okay, well, obviously the commissioner is failing at his job with his... (laughs) cops because they need to call in batman um and then too it's very like scooby-doo jinkies <laughs> yeah it is it's very like mission impossible like do you choose to accept this mission this little self-destruct or whatever like it's like this is your mission this week you have to get mr freeze like i was like this is not how a movie should start <laughs> like or the blue pill. <laughs> yeah, like, like which way do you want to go? Like, no, this this already I thought was was kind of bad. So, um, and I wrote Mr. Freeze. His guys are a hockey team, and then I wrote, oh shit, quote, it's the hawk. Ho- it's like a hockey team from hell. <laughs> Robin, like the cheesiest fucking puns in that scene. Yeah, and also I wrote, I'm so confused on Mr. Freeze's car. It's a rocket launcher, but also like this old uh like old like early 20s like buick (laughs) like when you see it later but it has like spikes on the front but it can like fly (laughs) like do all this crazy shit it's like you want to be like choose a genre (laughs) yeah i know i'm like what the fuck like this is weird i was like this is so weird um yeah, then I just wrote uh, Poison Ivy as a mad botanist scientist. I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is cool. Um, yeah, what's what's your first uh, first note? So my 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 first note, just like you, like the first scene is just it has a whole lot going on. Like so much. Not only did I say it was like possibly like Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorium, right? But Batman's roller skating down a dinosaur body. There's a bunch of hockey players from hell that look like Casey from the Ninja Turtles series. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Mr. Freeze, is punny beyond. Like, just in that scene, I think there's like 10. Yeah. Um, half the movie is like 27 puns right there. And then Batman and Robin have to like click their heels like Dorothy to get their like ice blades out of their boots so they can play yeah! the game. What the fuck was that? I was like, why do you guys have these? <laughs> Like, why? <laughs> the best and worst line in this, like, in this one scene has to be, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and as the frozen, okay, listen, but as the frozen dinosaur is coming down, like, on top of Batman and Robin, it's making, like, a dinosaur-type sound, which is <laughs> Like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh my god. Sound like this as it's bending and breaking? I I don't know. (laughs) This is it was like so bad. I I have to say, like, it felt very like when they did the skates thing, it felt very like (laughs) like Inspector Gadget, like go go gadget skates. (laughs) Go go gadget skates. And then the top off the scene after like the rocket launcher and blah blah blah. Like all of a sudden, Mr. Freeze, by the way, his costume also looked like Lord Zed's in the old yeah. Yeah, it did. It totally did. 
it sprouts wings like the vulture from spider-man like we were talking yeah. about and also like penguin from spatman return they like put one foot on and it just sails up i'm like okay so arnold schwarzenegger can glide now yeah. and batman and robin have to like get these like sides of the rocket so they can what like power ranger themselves out out. when they it was so funny when they were in the museum and like his his goons came out i was like they look like putties like from power (laughs) they like started just coming out all these different sides with with roll like on full hockey gear like just all of them just had hockey gear on like the pads everything The sticks, they were, like, hitting the diamond, like, back and forth that he was stealing. It's, it's like that scene in um, Peter Pan with Robin Williams. Play! <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my God, I forgot about that movie. Excuse me. It's um, so fucking crazy. What's your second one? My next one is Poison Ivy's birth sequence. Oh, I mean... Rebirth? It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Just, like... I love her. She's like, my skin is replaced with chlorophyll. And like all this, like my lips have venom. And then she like kisses that guy, that gross fucking doctor. And then she's like, oh, I forgot to say I'm poison. I have to put that on TikTok. The kids need to know. <laughs> like you, you need to know. Yeah it's it's so good it's like all of her scenes are the best and and especially i love that they take my favorite scene to use against her uh to tell freeze that like yo that girl can't be trusted when they show that as i told lady freeze before i pulled her plug i was like yes we get it twice (laughs) like they kept it so they could show it to him and he's like no um, so yeah, I just love her whole birth scene. I, I just think it's so cool. I also wrote like Dr. Isley is a climate warrior and every everyone's laughing at her, but she's so ahead of her time. Like she's, I love how she says like, but you're dumping toxic waste, Bruce. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, you need to like change how you do it. And he's like, well, you know, you don't have any way to like heat the trucks and like bring food to people. So people will die before we like save this. And then she's like, Fuck it. I also wrote like, so Poison Ivy's Thanos and she wants to like wipe everything out and just start over, but not half. She wants, she's worse than Thanos. Actually, they just want to take like everyone out, like everyone and and replace them with mutant plants. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) like, okay. But like I was saying off air to you. Yes. Was it yesterday? Like clearly these two villains have like a different mo because yeah how are, they work, how are they gonna work together because freeze wants to like freeze everything on the planet so how is ivy's plant gonna grow to take over the world it won't like i mean two different realities it's 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 you know whoever's gets done first i guess millennia. <laughs> motives are incidental <laughs> Oh, Billy. <laughs> Billy's always good for a laugh. That Billy Loomis. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for that new one. It looks so fucking terrifying. I saw like something else and I was like, okay, this actually looks scary. This scream better scare me. I wasn't scared in the last one. No, not enough. Like, I, I want to be scared now. 
Like, it's no. enough of this no. campiness. <laughs> like, scare me like the first one. Like, fucking scare me. Like, give me moments where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So, um, yeah. I, I love the jungle party scene. I know I keep saying it over and over again, but, like, I think maybe that's my, maybe that's my, like, favorite one. I don't know. Oh, the jungle I mean, party? Yeah, I, I, I just when love she it. comes like, out? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a drag show. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. It's totally, like, high horror drag. Everybody is. It really is. And, like, the best quote from the scene, like, when Ivy says to Batman, why not send Junior home early? I've got some wild oats to sow. And then she turns around. Like, on the other hand, youth does have its advantages. Endurance, stamina. <laughs> Forget the geriatric bat. Come join me. My garden needs tending. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I was like. Whoa, we got another, like, outwardly sexual uh batman like we did in batman returns but we did not get that in batman forever because patrick bateman is like an apathetic weirdo so he is like not he it was like it was his weird attraction oh the fact that he was attracted to dr chase you know kind of was like he was surprised about it and then he found out that she was attracted to batman <laughs> she didn't even want to <laughs> she I think wanted was- batman she found out it was bruce wayne she was like oh well, I guess. I guess this is all right. <laughs> I think back then, too, and I think I saw this in a different article, uh, Schumacher wanted her to be Ivy and wanted Ivy to be in Batman Forever. Oh. But then it was chosen to for her to be uh, that chick, Chase Meridian. Oh, okay. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I can see Nicole doing it. Oh, but then, then I like this quote in the party scene, too, where um, she, like, takes the necklace from Commissioner Gordon, who's just like, here, take everything I have, right? <laughs> and she, like, swipes the mic like a drag queen who, like, likes attention and says to the audience, like, some lucky boy is about to hit the honeypot. For the winner, I'll include an evening of my company. I'll bring everything you see here and everything you don't. And I'm like, fat whore. <laughs> She is a drag queen. Like, she really is. She really is. <laughs> she, should, uh, she should be, like, a, a, what do you call it, a guest judge on Drag Race. Oh, my God. When that, as Poison Ivy. As Poison Ivy, yeah. Like, Uma should, should dress as Poison Ivy. Accept, I will not accept just Uma Thurman. I will accept Poison Ivy or who she played in Kill Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be cool. She just shows um, up in that outfit. What uh you have any more scenes? Um yeah, I also uh I said when Cher races into the sewers, those the gang's outfits. Oh, like I they were in them. the other one too, where it's like neon on all those like black outfits. Like yeah. all the black light. It's so fucking cool. And also I like the quote where he says, Not all heroes wear masks. I think he oh, says yeah. that to like Alfred or something. Um I also like Adam and Evil. <laughs> I, I like that. He's like Adam and Evil. I think uh, that's what Freeze says. At oh one yeah, point. Adam, Adam and Evil. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay. Also, uh, yeah, the rubber lips are my. Your like rubber lips are are immune to your charms. That was cool. I also have like just a massive star around Batgirl's edition. <laughs> like she ends up only so they find out that she's like kind of a rebel. You know, she's like a badass. She knows taekwondo she's like rides a motorcycle so all of a sudden without any training or prep she's like in the team 
Bruce, it's me, Barbara. She knows who we are. We're going to have to kill her. But first, we have work to do. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, so with no training, nothing. She's just in the team fighting this villain like it's nothing. And she's and at the end, he just goes, you have to go back to school. I was like, I think she's all right. Like, right. You're, you're loaded and she, you're all fighting crime together. So, like, what is she supposed to do at school? Like, it's, it's just kind of right. funny. I find that funny that she just kind of comes in just because she's Alfred's Alfred's niece. This just makes her like part of it. Well, we'd like you to stay here, sir. We get so busy around here. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I know, Alfred, right? Alfred looked so pissed. He was like, um, fuck. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then I also wrote the whole telescope final scene. The third act went on and on. Oh my god. Okay, here's the thing I don't like. I don't understand. This was a perfectly good waste of a co- of part of a costume. Was that okay? So all three of them get there, right? And mm-hmm. Batman is like, "Where's uh?" Or no, she's like, "Where's Mister Freeze?" And Batman's like, "Oh, he's hibernating," and or he melted. And then she's like, "Oh, maybe he's hibernating or something." I I, I fucking forgot to write it down. But she takes off like her cowl. The only time you see her in a cowl, and it's like less than five seconds, she just throws it down. Like, where does it go? Does she like toss it down the river? Like, <laughs> does she have it later? No, that's it. How like, weird. She just had it on her um, on the bikes when they were they were on the way there, and then she like oh. tossed. It. I'm just like, okay, we get it. You have beautiful blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe he melted. God. I'm like, why is she so dumb? I mean, like, but yet she's supposed to be smart and racist. And and that's the other thing about continuity is like, and I know I keep going back to it, but it's like Barbara Gordon, the the daughter of the chief, like of the commissioner, she's smart as shit. Yeah. Like in in all the car in the cartoons in the comics, and I'm just like, you want to make her like like her character in Clueless, really? Okay. Now, does Batman's he does? And it's weird that her, that her name is Barbara in this one too. Like, why don't you just make her Barbara? That's Barbara Gordon, right? Like, why'd you make her Barbara? Whatever, uh, need, Pennyworth, yeah. Pennyworth. Yeah, I need a Zack Snyder cut of this. And speaking of Zack Snyder cut, like. Remember when Robin is like, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. And Batman is like, this uh-huh. is why Superman works alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have found out that Superman exists in this universe. I want a Schumacher version. <laughs> oh, he died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I need a Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> of like a campy, a new, they had to make a new campy version. The idea of Schumacher and a Superman version of I don't know. I just I, I need <laughs> Superman to be in this world and have it all neon like Batman and Robin. Have Batman and Robin guest star like Chris O'Donnell and George Clooney possibly. Um, <laughs> okay, so who would you have played the Superman in this universe uh, back question. in the '90s? I like who would gonna- go in this? And I knew back in the 90s, and I'm glad it didn't happen. Because I think we talked about this in Batman Forever's uh, episode. 
that Nicolas Cage was was supposed to play Superman. I'm glad that got scraped. Oh shit! Yeah. Whatever. I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, but back in the '90s, Star. Oh, hmm. I know this is gonna sound really weird, but Joey Blossom or Joey from Blossom. Joey Lawrence. Yes. He's too small though. He's not very tall. They could they could go to like Marvel boot camp and beef him up. You think he could get big? Uh, I mean, does he make a good Clark Kent? I think he would make a good a, a really good Clark Kent. He would. Well, yeah, because Metropolis and Gotham are in the same world, right? They're just two different cities. They're just yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Gotham is oh, that'd be cool if they show like Metropolis in that in like this campy Schumacher world. Like that would be cool. Okay. I think it would be great. I don't know. Yeah, Joey I mean, Lawrence could be cool. I'm trying to think of like what actors were around at that time that were like, you know, older enough to do that, but not old, old right, right, right. Yeah. to be Superman. Because like now I just see that, that they just get people who look like a Superman, who are just like really tall, dark hair, like Henry Cavill just looks like Clark Kent. Like what else would he look, would he be, you know? Yeah. Um, who else was why did they get rid of Brandon Routh I forget yeah like cause he was like what two Supermans wasn't he in like two movies yeah. he was he he went to another series I think but I can't remember well what. he was in the movies and then I think he yeah then he went to like a series but I was like why didn't they just do more like of the movies with him like why did he was he fired like was there a reason why almost like Henry yeah. Cavill was kind of like not fired but he left to quote unquote do the Witcher, and then he was like, "No, I'm coming back to Superman." And they already like recast the Witcher, so mm-hmm. now he's like out both, um, which is kind of weird. But you know, it's just strange how that happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. DC's a mess, so God bless you trying to figure that shit out. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I just wrote this is also weird that they would totally trust a Batman villain with a vial to cure Alfred. Like you just talk to him. And he, he just said, like, you know, I didn't kill your wife. She totally scammed you. Like, but you know how to cure this disease that Alfred has. Where's the, where, like, where's the cure? I'm like, you trust him? You trust this fucking villain who's, like, frozen people up and done all this crazy shit just to, like, stay alive? And then, I guess, try to find a cure for his own wife. So he's actually not that bad. But he's like, you did give him these two vials. And he's like, take two and call me in the morning. He's like, okay. And I was like, you're going to give this to Alfred? And then Alfred comes down, like, jumping down the stairs. Like, hey, everybody, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, okay. But now I have to say that the very end, which I do miss a lot, is I miss that Batman run. I love that Batman when they're running in front of the sign. No, they did, but I miss it now. Like, oh, Nolan oh. didn't have it. You know, Nolan was, like, dark as fuck, and, like, this is a serious, oh, yeah. like, realistic thing. I don't think that Reeves did either. Did he? I don't think so. I don't think so. And are they going to put Robin in the Pattinson, ver- like, universe? Did they? No. I-, I wonder if they're going to. I know there's another Batman plan, but I wonder if they're going to put Pattinson, uh, give him, like, a Robin, since he's Batman. Yeah, I went- so I went on IMDb just to see... Uh, Robert Pattinson's IMDb page and it doesn't say it's coming up. I know they're talking about it, but I think it just got like green, like the date just came out saying it's coming out in like October of 25. 
Like it's a, it's a while out. I think they're just writing it now because he probably has a lot of shit. I bet. Is it two thousand? Let me see. The it's the Batman now. Oh yeah, that's right. And they're also yeah October third, twenty twenty five. That just got oh. released, so it's like a while out. And I think it's um, I think it's like just being written now. But the Penguin series is coming out way before, oh, I which is I, I think. Scraped that no. No, a day ago it says Colin Farrell's um the Batman two inclusion hinges on the Penguin series. So whether or not he'll be in the second Batman movie depends on if they're gonna write him in or out at the end of the Penguin series. Hmm. So that was a day ago, so I think it's still happening. James Gunn his uh, uh, oh god, he's doing a Batman uh, a Batman version himself. Oh, James Gunn is oh in the DC universe. Uh, it's called The Brave and the Bold, based on the cartoon The Brave and the Bold. So who's gonna be Batman? They're gonna have two Batman franchises out at the same time. I don't. I don't. Ugh, no, that's too much. Whatever. I'm getting cheese fries. <laughs> oh god. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess. Do you have any other scenes? No, that's it. Yeah, me either. I mean, this is this is like so fun. I mean, this movie is like so bad it's good. So I feel like if you haven't seen it, it's like worth watching once. But it, it's not doesn't hit the same as the other Batman's. I think. No, and and you know how you were like talking about earlier, like you could put on Batman Forever in the in the background. You know. Oh like, yeah, I know the whole movie. I couldn't put this one in the background. Like, I mean, yes, it's very quotable and. If you've gotten this far in listening to us, like for what almost two hours, I guess now. <laughs> well, it's um, not that long. I think it's a little over an hour. Yeah, but I mean, like we we've been laughing about it. I mean, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very funny, but it's not one of those movies that I personally would just put in the background. No, <laughs> like, but I would front. say to go watch it though. Oh yeah, for sure. Just once, at least once. Yeah, just yeah, at least once, and I'll I'll post some fun clips from the movie because there are some fun clips and just looks like there's some <laughs> really great looks that I completely forgot about. So I'm glad that I watched this again and could see it through this funny eye and didn't take yeah. it as seriously. So this was a fun episode. I don't know what's happening next week. Haven't decided, but we're me and Charles are recording ER episodes for Patreon next week, so that's cool. So sign up for that. But yeah, uh, we will talk to you on the next one. Later. Bye.